Welcome to episode 13 of Winging It. Life comes at you fast. Hey, Heskiff. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll have to look at some of your comments from last week. And Albert, it's incredible scenes. Albert has got a beer that's rated 3.82 on Untapped. Considering he's usually down in the 1.5s to 2 ratings on his beers, I'm impressed. I've, ne- I've never seen anyone look so content <laughs> drinking a beer as well. Absolutely loves it. Tell us what it is, Albert. I need to scrub my tongue. <laughs> I'm not it's, even going um, to say what it is because that would, that would almost be an endorsement of sorts and I wouldn't want to besmirch the full circle brewing company um but it's all it was in the free it was that or a, a big glass of red uh, what's it called rotator rotator mm. it's not how strong is it uh are you gonna get smashed by no the it's only episode? it's only 5.2 um i was gonna make a mm. joke about about roy hodgson and squad ro- being a squad rotator but he's not, is he? So we should have to move on. It's that, it sounds like a injury crisis we haven't had yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Well, I've got the beer I was supposed to drink last week, which I'd bought with playing Will Hughes in the 10 role <laughs> in mind, and it's called Unconventional Tactics. By Vedance. But is it actually called Unconventional Tactics? It is called wow. Unconventional Tactics, yeah. It's got a good can as well. It's got like some sort of like Samurai Warrior on the front. Pretty cool. Also reminiscent of Will Hughes. <laughs> mm. No blurb. Speaks for itself, Probably mate. So. Best. Yeah. Uncon- yeah, Unconventional Tactics says it all. So, we won a game after the entirety of October, <laughs> not scoring a goal, or uh, I guess scoring one goal in a loss. Um, yeah. What were our predictions? And we're going to get into it. Well, I said 0-0. I Heskiff, said one all, And you said we'd nick it 1-0, Albert. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's right. I remember being a little bit livid when the second goal went in. <laughs> <laughs> the only person on earth who was pissed off at time. I was like, it's all right, fullbacks. It's all right, fullbacks going to hit this one. Oh, no, he's actually fucking scored. Yeah, no, it was... Um, don't worry, Royer was also livid that he was that far up the pitch. Don't worry. <laughs> Find him. Dropped <laughs> his wages. Find him. <laughs> oh, dear. No, it was... Um, yeah, wonderful to get the points, but... It's a bit smash and grab, weren't it, Albert? Smash and grab, baby. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Um, well, I was expecting there to be a nil involved somewhere. I just thought it would be ours. Um, were you? Would you say we were? Um, we were the better team. <sighs> I, I don't. Burnley obviously on paper had a lot of chances. And Sam Johnson had to make the odd save, but I, I never felt like they were going to score. Really, it's like no, no. There's teams at times and having runs of form where nothing just goes right for them, and that's what it felt like with Burnley. It was just no, 
you can have all these shots if you want. You're still not going to score. It feels like they're being lauded for playing a style of football that's ultimately going to see them relegated. I was already, I think mm. I mentioned it on the pod at the beginning of the season or at the end of last season when this pod didn't exist technically. That I was, I was already sick of the Burnley company loving before they'd even kicked yeah. a ball in the Premier League this season. <laughs> and, you know, it, it still seems to be rumbling on, even though, was it the six six home losses? They've set a new record. So, of all time. Of all time. As well, not so, like, how can they be that good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we talked about that last week, then we saying you know that kind of stat means that you know it's not looking it's not looking good. You get all time one hundred and thirty odd years of history, no one's ever done it, so yeah, we can't win. Even yeah, and they couldn't even do it with Doctor Crystal Palace in town. Like, <laughs> I, th- I think with them as well, it's like, and this is going to make me sound like one of these, or oh, we're established Premier League club comfortable win thing but it's fine to play that kind of football in the championship where if you get it right and undoubtedly they did because they they won a lot of games last year then it works and it looks great but if you're coming up week on week against much better players you know I mean we'll we'll do a three and three but how like how good was Anderson you're playing against Anderson and Gay, and it's fine to pass the ball around a lot and, and do this and that but once you get to standing in front of them you know, you know, you have to take your chances. And Johnson made a a couple of good saves. There was one chance that I think Goodmanson. I don't know how he didn't score, but yeah, really, like 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 you said, Terence. They had a lot of the ball and they passed it around all right, but never really felt that threatened by him. Listen, yeah, yeah it, passing out from the back's all good and that, but can you do it when Jordan Ayew's in your face and? If it was, it was his namesake, it was another Jordan that he dispossessed for the goal, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. What what <laughs> could you do with Jordan Ayew in your face? <laughs> this could go very wrong. I'm staying out of it. Yeah. I'd be really worried that he'd chop me. We did like a double pirouette, didn't he, when he got the ball? I'm like, if you're getting double pirouetted by Ayew, just sit down and let it happen. <laughs> Yeah, if he if he was in my face, it'd chop me and come inside. No, nope. I'd be lost. <laughs> oh dear! What is, what, is like, that? What you were going? Is that what you? That's what you were leading to, isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> no. You know exactly what you were doing. No, no. <laughs> It's more like you spin me right round, baby, right round. <laughs> That's what he did to that poor defender. Yeah, just mugged off, lost, and then Palace's TikTok mugged him off royally as well. <laughs> just constantly showing it on loop and stuff. But um, mm. yeah, I'd happy with the win. Obviously, much needed three points in a series of games that. We need to pick up a lot of points. And yeah, as much as we laid into Roy last week, it was Roy's Roy doing what Roy does, beating the relegation zone. And yeah, when you look back on paper, it will just look like a comfortable 2-0 win. And that's that. But I'm really happy for Tyre. Mm. Like, 
really really happy that he got that and albert said last week that you you thought he might have been in a shout for player of the month given yeah i did his performances and then like and he does that you got magic you got like a magic ball there like somewhere magic eight ball um who's gonna be who's gonna be the player of the week Tyrick Mitchell. Yeah, good finish. Do you know, like it was, it was really good as well seeing all of the players celebrate with him. Yeah, everyone was happy. Like that, yeah, really happy. Like you could tell, and some of the interviews after the game as well, they were asked about it, and they were all like glowing in in their praise for him and how much they like him and stuff. And I, I did like his interview with Grierson. He was like, "Oh, it's the striker's finish, isn't it?" And he just smiled and was like, "It's just a good finish, man." <laughs> right. <laughs> It was a great, if it, it, it reminiscent, I would say, of like a late run and, and calm finish of Patrick Van Arnholt. They were the ones that he would sort of run onto and just like ping into the bottom corner. It was a quality finish. High praise I'm gonna, indeed. I'm going to upset uh, every, everyone now. Ez didn't see him. He was passing to Hamada and it was a poor pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. But hey, listen, we've got so many forward <laughs> options. It doesn't matter. Get it in the area. There'll be three, four, five Palace players running into it. Free flowing. Yes. It's Roy Hodgson's channeling his inner Frank De Boer. <laughs> Midfielders playing as strikers, forward backs as fingers. <laughs> Total football, that's what it is. Total bollocks. Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Talking about Ebbs, he's got a new contract, allegedly. Has he, though? Um, mm, I, I also, I I think this is going to be a new contract that he's signed that is probably beneficial to him somewhere, not just in the cash, but the dreaded release clause might be in there somewhere because it's probably the only way we could get him to sign a new one. I haven't reached out or tried to find out from anyone, so I don't know. But do we, mi- do we mind that? If it means we can, it, I just think we just got to make sure we get money for him, right? Because the whole idea was, you know, if we're, we're flipping these young players, we're buying them at a cheap price and then planning to sell them for four times what we bought them for, to then lose him on a free would be a fucking disaster. Well, exactly. <laughs> and I think it'll be in Eze's case, it'll, it, I'd like to think it's more than four times what we paid for him. You know, mm. if you think of, you know, all the. All the deals that go around now in the Premier League for, you know, fairly mediocre players still going for 50 million quid, you know. If Fucking half a Chelsea's team. Half a Chelsea's half. team. You know, if, you, if, if the rumours are true and City are, City are admirers of Eze, then, you know, they paid £100 million for Jack Grealish. And, um, you know, if we get, if we get, 65 70 million quid obviously i don't i'm not saying we need to cash in and get rid of him but if he's going to go to get a to get a check in the post that covers the majority of paying for the main the main stand and i know we want to we want to recycle the money on the squad because that's what we all want and we want to sign more young exciting players but you know if you can if you can equate it to you know, selling one player for a fee that covers most of the main stand that then enables us to, in a few years' time, once it's complete, to make more money day by day and all that sort of stuff. Then we, you, you sort of have to have a spoonful of sugar with the with the medicine, don't you? Really, and I think that's hopefully that's that's how it's being angled. I think as well, if 
if reports are to be believed, there's a sell-on clause as well as a QPR. So however much percentage of what we get goes to them. So obviously you want to bump it up even more to, to get the most out of it for us. Um, but I did notice after the news had, had dropped from the, I think it was a Daily Mail who, who put it out about the contract, um, Palace's Twitter tweeted a, a picture of Eze in training with half the team sort of looking at the ball as he was dancing around them with a couple of like star emojis. And I just sort of think they know what they're doing. I feel like I feel like the contract is probably true. I obviously also have no knowledge. Mm, I feel like I feel like the admin knows what he's doing. They're saving the news for two consecutive defeats. <laughs> and then they can re- <laughs> release it and we can all pretend that we're all happy. Um, <laughs> something like that. Um, not the only person signing contracts. A couple of a couple of youngsters have got new contracts. Uh, big fan, Jack Wells Morrison, Heskiff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, from when he kissed the Palace badge for scoring against Brighton. What a yes. last. Legend. Um, yeah, he's. I think he's 19 now and apparently he was out of contract in the summer. So I wonder if we're getting him. So I think he signed another year's extension. And I wonder if we've done that with a view to loaning him out because we did it with Phillips. I think we did it with Kofi Barmer too. And we didn't do it with O'Brien, who ended up leaving. So part of me thinks it's a with a view to loan him out, which I think he needs because he's a good player. But at 19, you know, like we've said with other players in the, in the past, at that age, really, if you can get him out to like a League One club, that would mm. do him a, the world of good rather than just sort of playing Pizza Cup and youth team. Talking of O'Brien, he was um, the back of the bus, uh, Leon bus, when Marseille fans bricked the bus. He was. And, and he nearly got injured. He was talking about that in The Athletic this week. Um, further good news for the youngsters as well. Jesse Derry, as in Sean Derry's kid, made his England under-17s debut, scored, and then played the second game in a week for him and scored a brace. Good news yeah. is Roy, Roy Hodgson's never heard of him. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, I thought Derry went to Wolves. We got rid of him in the summer. He's like, uh, someone's going to be like, oh, Zach Marsh is doing well. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, to be fair, it's great news with, with Jesse Derry because a lot of the under-18s games I've watched, he and Zach Marsh are brilliant together. Um, and you sort of wonder how they do apart. Jesse Dory obviously goes and smashes it with England and Zach Marsh scores a hat-trick. So I think they're good together, good apart, good in general. Um, and actually, on the on the, on the the 18s, um, another young player has got a contract. They signed a pro contract. And I, I think I've been pronouncing his name wrong for the last two years. Um, I thought his name was pronounced Mofi Jemide. On the video announcing his contract, it's Mofi Jemide. So I'm just going to go with with Mofi because that's easier. Um, yeah, like yeah, just really good news. Every time I've seen him play, sort of a ball playing centre half, who does not look like he's been 16 playing for the end, the 18s. He's tall, looks a lot older than a lot of the other players. Um, but really exciting, and he's he's been injured the start of this season. Typical Palace, <laughs> um, but signed signed a pro contract, and I think he's going to be. He's going to be absolutely quality in the years to come. So that's really good news as well. So we've got Mofi and Kofi. 
Maybe and Kofi, yeah. He's in the quarterfinal of the League Cup with Port Vale. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine he, they somehow win it. <laughs> Comes back with a trophy. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, so that's some uh, Mark Bright talking about that loan deal with his report. <laughs> I think this one went well. <laughs> so, yeah, like all seemingly going amazingly well for the youngsters. Oh, wait, hang on. Check note, lost 2-0 at Wimbledon in the pizza trophy last <laughs> night. <laughs> well, that was just to ref- how it's just referred to as the, the pizza cup, pizza trophy, whatever it pizza is. Pizza cup. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a few people moaning about um, Ahamada and France are played in it. I didn't watch the game yesterday. Um, but people sort of moan, oh, they didn't, they didn't do much in the game and having a bit of a moan. And like, even I love a moan, as you all know, but I mean, fucking hell, come on. Now you're moaning about moaning. Moaning about moaning, yeah. Double negative. <laughs> yeah, I did get um, a message from someone who was there from Chris uh, Walters, Clapham Grand on Twitter. And he was saying that France has just got a beautiful first touch, but, you know, it just seemed that we weren't really ever in the game or anything, but, you know, flashes of brilliance from him and Ahmad, Ahmad. Um But I, I didn't watch it, unfortunately. Get get Palace, get season ticket plus, I didn't watch it. I was I was at Billiam, old producer Billiam's gig. Too, too busy moshing around New Cross. Shout, did Billiam, out, uh, shout out Billiam, did he smash a light fitting? <laughs> he did not another one. Uh, for for listeners, there we got a picture from Billiam on the post tyres late goal at Burnley, and he's in a pub somewhere, and he's absolutely decimated a chandelier light fitting type thing <laughs> in celebrating a goal. I forgot to ask him if that he had to pay for that. No, um, he was just sticking it to the man. Yeah, <laughs> pump, pump sticking it to the shan delir. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, but really enjoyed Billiam's gig. And then after there was there was a band between Billiam's band occupants and um, the headlining band. And I was with my old man, and we we went to a little pub across the road from the New Cross Inn called the um, Shirk. Is it the Shirkers ta- Shirkers Rest, which is a pub from two South London blokes who have a per- podcast called. The deserters pubcast and they just go around pubs in south london and just talk about beer is this your um, way of telling thought, us that you're <laughs> moving on <laughs> 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 but yeah so, so obviously piques my interest and uh, listen to it in the very first episode from 2016 they're talking about um the opening of the shelvedin goat house which you know used to be the old away pub weatherspoons um on sellers road and then um, they were saying, <laughs> made, made me chuckle, going, oh, the, uh, Norwood Junction Station used to have a different name. It used to be called the Jolly Sailor, which is, um, considering now that pub has also reopened, bit of, you know, gentrification of South Norwood. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> it's going to be the place to be. Still difficult to get to mine, so yeah, don't you worry about it. Uh, so yeah, listen to the Deserters podcast if you want to hear actually people talking about beer who know about beer, not me who just likes beer but don't know anything about it. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Mm. 
This is going to be fun. John Texter absolutely lost the plot. (laughs) (laughs) Post Botafogo's, I mean, it's basically his Kevin Keegan moment when Newcastle threw away a 15-point lead because that's effectively what Botafogo are in the process of doing. And it it was top versus second. Botafogo were 3-0 up. (laughs) They lost the game 4-3 conceding three goals in the last 10 minutes which also saw them miss a penalty as well <laughs> Botafogo so they c- could have put it to bed but so a complete shit show but in the time Botafogo had a man sent off and John Texter was not happy and this is what he had to say about it the whole world saw it that is not a red card he got the ball first if it's even a foul I'm not sure it is not a red card he changed the game this is corruption this is a theft please find me Edinaldo but you need to resign tomorrow morning that's what needs to happen. This championship has become a joke. Nobody deserves this. These players for Palmeiras, they don't want to win this way. We don't want to lose this way. It's like five games in a row. Gentlemen, you played a good game. It's not your fault, but this is fucking corruption. <laughs> this has to change. Edinaldo, you need to resign for the good of the game. It has to be over now. This is theft. Find me. You can red card me. Right? It's my stadium. <laughs> I'll still be here. <laughs> right before we get into it, if you have, you can go to our social, if you go to Twitter or X, whatever it's called these days, and um, look at look look back in the feed, you'll find the red card incident. The Botafogo player only goes through the player roughly waist higher, <laughs> which starts showing. <laughs> Takes out a couple of ribs. <laughs> Corruption. <laughs> Corruption. Um, uh, Albert, there's one part of that you particularly liked. I mean, listening back, there's plenty of... We could do a whole episode just on that on that clip. I just... <laughs> Gentlemen, it's not your fault. Like, they're all a bit like, what? Who said dinner and said something? <laughs> they're like, don't you care? Yeah, yeah, care. <laughs> Red card me. It's my stadium. I'll still be here. It's... it's, it's, it's slightly it's yeah it's sort of slightly Donald Trumpy and slightly Christian Bailey which is not a good mix (laughs) (laughs) just my favorite my favorite bit is that bit where if you see the video and he's sort of mid-rant and the opposition are just walking past him to the tunnel and that's when he's like gentlemen you played a good game and they're like who the fuck is this get off me he's like trying to shake their hands and they're like no fuck get off They, they don't want to win this way I think they fucking do. Yeah, they do. They're, they're on the coach home, celebrating the league. Winning 4 3 in the last fucking 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, that's, that's how we all want to win a game. After being 3 0 down. Being 3 0 down. Uh, yes. Everyone wants to be 3 0 down and come back away from home to win 4 3. Yeah. Yes, might, yes, they do. It, want it might to be win corruption, but my goodness, is it entertaining to watch? <laughs> um, but my question, Albert, is where the fuck was he at Villa Park when Darren England was doing anything he could to give Villa that was corruption where was it where was that energy then wasn't his stadium <laughs> <laughs> good point because if you red card him there he's gone it's my stadium I, I'm taking my stadium and I'm going home <laughs> oh and then I think since then Botafogo have lost 
one nil to like fifth bottom or something as well. They're, they've basically completely blown it. They were, yeah, 15 odd points. Stinks. Clear. It's corruption. It nice. stinks. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I think look inward. But they didn't want to win like this, one nil, fifth bottom. You didn't want to win like this, did you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do I want to talk about? It's a Palace fan who racially abused Son got a three-year banning order Good. this week. Good, indeed. 44 years old. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the level of banter he's got at his disposal. So, yeah, I think fine 60 hours of community service and three-year banning order uh, is the punishment that's dished out to him. Um, do you want to do three and three for Burnley game? Look, Heskip's like, yes, I'm yeah. going to take Schlup, and <laughs> <laughs> I ain't taking Schlup. Let's not go too. I far. think Heskiff should do <laughs> the three. The three and three should be Heskiff talking about Schlup for three minutes. Oh God! <laughs> no repetition or hesitation. I'd fail. After about five no, no. seconds, we're going to talk about Schlupp in the in the next segment. So keep your powder dry. Um, you can do that, well, or the opposite of that. You can get ready for this, Albert, by wetting your whistle with your lovely beer. I finished it surprisingly. Oh, so it was, it was that bad, was it? That when <laughs> it's already all gone down. No, it was just delicious. It's only a little one. It's only a little one, and I've got nothing else. I can't. I can't shake the beer tambourine and get something else delivered. <laughs> right. Who who are you taking then? Who who's your want? Who's your wants? Um Well, I would I'd have said Anderson, but you wanted Anderson, don't you, Eskif? No, I don't want Anderson. I thought Terence was going to take Anderson. Yeah, well, can't no, take he'll always Anderson. he always wants to take Anderson. Oh well. <laughs> what would you do with Anderson in exactly. your face? Um, yeah. I'm gonna take. That's still my my, my um, saddest moment when doing the marathon march podcast with uh, the fundraising guys, and they completely missed my joke about Anderson being a looker. They completely missed it. I was disappointed. I'm gonna take Joel you... Ward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as as second choices go, he's not bad either. <laughs> <laughs> and who do you want, Haskiff? I'll go with Ty. Ty. Okay, then. Mm. So. Three in three. Someone get the door. Remember to push the button this week. Hear <laughs> 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 the jingle. Um, go on, Haskiff, you can go first. And your minute starts now. So, I thought Ty, unsurprisingly, was was very good um, on Saturday. I think he'd he'd had a bit of a rough ride in that Newcastle game a couple of weeks before, which we talked about, where he, you know, him against Trippier was a a bit of a, a bit of a steamroller and didn't get any cover and that sort of thing. And the first thing that happened in the game about 20 seconds in was he conceded a corner, but did it by getting across very well and sort of maybe that gave him a bit of confidence. But I think 
throughout the game, he never really looked like he was in much trouble. Uh, he got forward very well. He looked a lot more like the tie that we are used to seeing week on week. Certainly under Roy, I would say anyway. Um, and like we've already sort of discussed, for him to, to to power on in the last sort of last nine minutes and make such a good run and composed finish is the perfect perfect ending to a really good performance, I would say. Oh, lovely. Right on the nose, yeah. Excellent from Ty. Really good finish. Loved him talking about, like, I don't know what's doing that situation, just hit hard and low. Um, but, yeah, I thought he, he battled really, really well in that game. But it did pop up. Worst popping up. Best worst popping up of a fullback in a stupid position when you're trying to get a result since Joel Ward at Chelsea, I reckon. <laughs> when he yeah. scored, when he scored the eight-minute winner or whatever. Um, but yeah, lovely stuff and good for him to finally score with his feet as well, considering he's only other goal for Palace. I'm surprised VAR didn't disallow it then. Probably would get disallowed now, maybe. Yeah, probably. Mm, weird one. Okay, Albert. Hi. You can start your minutes now. Uh, Joel Ward, we've already alluded to the fact that, um, you know, Burnley seem to play a style of football that gets, you know, lauded because it's very positive um, without sort of bearing much fruit. And I think, is it Colliosho, who's, I have to say, in the couple of times I've seen Burnley over the the season, you know, he's definitely been the bright spark and nowhere near his levels of Wilf, but you know, he's, he, he's definitely there. Will everything sort of goes through him and he's very tricky. And I have to say, I just thought Joel Ward, whilst not necessarily standing out in a man of the match way, I just thought Joel Ward's handling of him was, was incredibly professional and sort of dogged and, and calm. And he didn't really get, <clears throat> didn't really get ripped apart, which, you know, Joel can, uh, at times I thought he just put in a really good workman like performance, a good captain's performance and and dug in and, and sort of sort of set a good example for the rest of the rest of the defence really and and I just thought it was a good a good positive performance for him. Boing <laughs> Doesn't know how to turn his alarm off on his phone. I like the effort though that you're taking this minute seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um I feel like pressured into going for Anderson now. I wasn't going to go for Anderson, actually. Oh, see, I, I that's mean, who it, I it, wanted it, to go for, and I just thought, it, that I just assumed it had gone. Yeah, I mean, what else is there left to say about him at this We're point? We're about to find out. <laughs> well, I'm not, So I'm going to talk about um, Shake the Corre, to be honest. Shake, shake, shake the Corre. Mm. Uh, yeah, so Shake the Corre, it... It was the first time watching a completely uh, legal stream of Crystal Palace versus Burnley um, that I usually got the commentators turned off by 10 minutes, but the commentator was raving about Decore for the entire game, uh, which was really nice to see, talking about his ability to break up play. And he just, just so many times in that game, just in the right place at the right time, interceptions galore. I think he might have the most interceptions in the Premier League now this season or he's very close to it Mm -hmm. Um, loads of good tackles just being a right nuisance getting himself in the way Uh, the only problem being that you know he comes off and 
it's a an injury we really <laughs> don't need to be honest and hopefully it's nothing too serious and um we'll he'll be back in contention for Saturday but yeah brilliant performance in the time he's on the pitch and was pivotal in having a foothold in the game yeah Boing. agreed I didn't actually know it was an injury that took him off which is a shame mm. he's just so good it's it's almost like a bit a bit like gay really he's just so good at the stuff that he does and you're now already just used to him doing it you know? yeah so when you hear the stats about how good he is you're like yeah he probably is the most interceptions because he does it fucking all the time. Yeah, I think it used to be like I was never giving Wilf man the match when he was in his absolute peak at Palace. He was just kind of like, yeah, he was by far the best player on the pitch, but yeah. he wasn't above ridiculous level, so he can't have man in the match. But of course he was man in the match. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Kind of where we're getting to with Anderson. <laughs> just, you, want, you want a couple of seconds on him, Albert? That's, I mean, that's all I'd what an offer. <laughs> no, I just just on Anderson, just that um, I know that I know the ball sort of got in, intercepted, didn't lead directly to the goal, but just that that Anderson interception and which was sort of a half slide tackle ended up on one knee, and then just to just to stand up and just ping that that ball over, which you know ultimately starts that phase of play that leads to the second goal was just you know just the composure and the vision to go from making a, a, a fairly sort of crucial interception to then all of a sudden just setting the whole team on their way to, to wrap up the win. It just summed him up in about literally a couple of seconds play, you know, what a, what a player. Mm, yeah, indeed. Okay. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> Here we go. Cough. A week's a long time in football. Now, naturally, we we record on a Wednesday night. We're recording on the 8th of November as we speak, which is always the day before the press conference. So we've got nothing to go on with Roy before a game. So <laughs> people, by the time they probably listened to our podcast last week, Roy had already apologised for his comments and then would listen to us. And I actually got multiple messages from people going, I haven't heard you lose it on a podcast before. You were very angry. <laughs> got, to, got to look after the kids, you know. Um, but yeah, happy with these comments, Heskiff? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I am. I'm glad that you come out and said it, whether it was because, whether he would have done it or not, and whether he got a bit of a finger wagging from Mr. Parrish and 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 the board. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case, just because we all know how academy first Steve Parrish has been over the last few years and how much money they've sunk into it. But yeah, I think it's good that he did come out and say something. Um, I know he doesn't like us podcasters or people on socials telling him this, that or the other. But like we said last week, it, it, I don't think it does anyone any favours for him to have said that so at least by coming out publicly implicating us lot by saying like heat of the moment I shouldn't have done it they know that I didn't mean it you know I'm glad that he came out and said sort of addressed it and in in a positive manner because I think otherwise if you're left to our imagination we could make up all sorts of shit so as I said whether whether it was off his own back or whether he was sort of shuffled into saying it i don't know but 
yeah, I think it's I think it's good he said something. Well, when he had 45 minutes to kill before the presser, he hadn't planned on doing it, but then he listened to our pod and was like, oh, shit, my, my best mates I never had have laid into me for once. I better apologise. I've disappointed him. I need to make amends. That sounds like that guy that hassled me at the airport that time. <laughs> I didn't hassle him at all. He come and sat down next to me. Not the other way around. Asking if you were one of those podcast people. <laughs> Don't wear that hat next out, mate. Don't wear that hat out. Yeah. No. Um, I didn't has He was getting hassled by a lot of people. I didn't hassle him. I just was like, are you famous <laughs> or something? <laughs> no. Um, Let's not take the piss here. Yes. I'm very happy that he came out and apologised and did it publicly and privately to the players as well, as he said. Um, don't care how it's come about. If it has come about with Parrish telling him to do it, fair play to Parrish for going and having that very difficult conversation because it can't be easy going to someone with that much experience, um, you know, stalwart of the game, to go and tell him, here's what you've got to do. So if he's done that, then fair play to him. It's not that hard, if, not that hard if you're a high achiever, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this, I, I love that um, meme that was going around of the high achiever <laughs> Halloween costume <laughs> did you not see this yeah. it was just Jake, Jake, a picture of Jake Humphrey and the clothes he'd wear <laughs> yeah tickled me that did <clears throat> yep so that was the first one of life coming at us fast, very fast. Um, Jeffrey Schlupp then scored after, I think, about, what we, what we, episode 13. So after 12 episodes of Heskiff just slagging off Jeffrey Schlupp. Do you know, I, I also think back to like episode one or two of saying how much of a good preseason he had. <laughs> He's making himself undroppable. <laughs> Was he, I, I mean... No, I'm not going to ask that. I'm not going to ask if he was still shit besides him scoring. He but just did. it was it was a lovely goal. It was fantastic movement for the goal. But kind of the gloss got got taken off it when he, in his post match he said Jordan Ayew told me to just get at the far post and he'd find me. Yeah. So under, he just needed to, he just needs to be told what to do. That's what it is. So well, I reckon Heskiff, next time he's near you, you you're pretty close to the front of the homestyle. Just grab him and just be like. Stop pointing at players. <laughs> yeah. Chase well, do, do you know it's ironic? I was going to say the run that he made to score the goal is usually the run the opposition are making that he points at. <laughs> so maybe he's finally thought, well, oh, fuck, if I do that, I might get a goal. And all it took was a little prod from Jordan. I might try that. Um, yeah. And to be yeah. fair, it was, it was it was a good run, and and um, it is it, it is brilliant. It, the run is amazing. Like it's you good. can't. Yeah. And and. I mean, obviously, also full credit to Ayu because he put it on the plate. But yeah, I mean, how many times have we, you know, seen a ball go across the box like that, and then two seconds later screaming at someone for not being at the back post to put it in? So um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he had a particularly good game to be honest. But listen, if he can have an all right game or a five out of ten game and score a goal, I'll allow him to run past the fans' cup in his ear. 
All right, I'll allow it just this once. Well, he'd obviously listened to the pod on the way up to Burnley, and he was specifically looking for you, I reckon. He was. Where's Where's Heskiff? Yeah, Heskiff's <laughs> in Norbury, mate. And you can point you can point at me. I'm back there. <laughs> oh dear. Um, bet you guys just didn't try and get there now. After that, yeah, yeah, I am actually. Mm. And then the final piece of life coming at us fast is after talking last week so passionately about how Spurs bored me to fucking death with their <laughs> football. They participate in what is basically a Premier League classic and one of the greatest games of all time <laughs> against Chelsea. Um I say greatest games of all time. That's, it wasn't the greatest game of football of all time by any means. It's stretching imagination, but for entertainment value, it was, it was a pretty special. Good spectacle, I think, is how you would describe that. Mm. Was it five disallowed goals? Just the five. <laughs> Just the five. Pretty much the worst hat trick ever scored. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he should also should have had about ten. Yeah, he like, like, ballooned I, a couple over from similar positions, didn't he? I did see a good tweet that was like, despite everything that happened in the game, the weirdest thing is that Jackson has scored a hat-trick. <laughs> yeah. um, anyone shocked to see that Romero getting sent off? Little shithouse that he is, or little big shithouse that he is? Every, and, and every person I've spoken to about it, not, not even just like us lot and Palace fans and that. I spoke to a West Ham fan at work yesterday, and he absolutely hates him. And he was just like, but the least surprising sending off yeah. in, of all time. You knew, you know, he got away with the, the kick out at, in, mm. in the first one. It's like, you know, he's going, he's going to do something else in a minute. Yeah. yeah. I've got a few Spurs seasons to get holders at work and a couple of, uh, one of them was saying, you know, I, I don't know how to feel because it was an incredible atmosphere. It was like probably the best it's ever been at the stadium. And, but at the same time, I was like, you know, really happy with the way the team performed. But then I was just, we're just so angry at Romero and Udogi. And and he was like, what did you think of sending these off? I was just like, Romero's going to Romero, bruv. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, exactly. what do you want me to say? He was doing it. He was doing all sorts of shit in the Palace game as well. So like, what, what, what do you want from him? And Udogi was just stupid. Like he knew he was stupid. Everyone knew he was stupid. It was yeah. a ridiculous tackle. Yeah. Um, Fucking, just making an even a, a terrible fantasy football week for me even worse by getting sent off shit bag. <laughs> but um it, i mean it was ridiculous i mean the, the line there's that picture the image of all nine or eight spurs outfield players on the halfway line trying to catch them offside okay, and the whole pitch is condensed into about like a five meter width it's just so <laughs> bizarre it was so bizarre but it's just the what the fact that they continue just to try and play the way they play was just oh it isn't it refreshing so again a bit similar to the burnley company loving that whole mm. yeah yeah it's like it's fucking suicide <laughs> well especially <laughs> it's so funny i got like because after you know i was talking about van der ven is that his name van der ven last week mm-hmm. saying just how i thought he was amazing and the fastest probably the fastest center back i've ever seen and the, the moment he did his hamstring, I got a mate from my message. I got a message from my mate Nick guy. He's not the fastest centre back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Well, and you know, 
put it on the socials it's cut that was karma for boring the piss out of us that's what you get your season just derailed they're going to be playing emerson royale and eric dyer at center back <laughs> on the weekend <laughs> title charge over um yeah they've 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 sort of blown their lid far too early for a title you know when they were last like sailing at the top of the league it was towards the end of the season wasn't it when they went mental and fucking funny enough against chelsea wasn't it yeah checks notes who was it again yeah they've done it (laughs) they've they've done it far too early this year Hmm. but it's like one of those games that it, it, it's a big game for them, I imagine, for some whatever reason. The fans are getting in the head of the players and so on. But something's obviously whatever. Ch- Chelsea just have such a hold over Spurs. You know, the, vic- the amount of times they beat them is just ridiculous. So, um, yes. Funny, though. It was funny. Really, really, really funny. And on top of it, as much as I slagged him off for holding the ball for so long last week, their goalkeeper is something special yeah really good yeah what's his name Vivario yeah, just, or something yeah yeah Vivario like that's Vicario, a nice Vicario Vicario yeah he's um, Italy's number two now isn't he he's just behind Donnarumma I would think yeah, so that's what you get for recording on a Wednesday without taking into account everything that might possibly happen in the coming days. <laughs> but I still stand behind last week's podcast as a great episode and um, don't care Fantastic what Fantastic episode, I agree. <laughs> I love that you can muster like fantastic episode there, but for Jeff Schlupp just now, all he could manage was it was a good run. <laughs> It's all tapping. Right. It's two, all two right. tapping. No. Very <laughs> limited positivity to yeah to expel. You I've know? got a quota. I can be positive for one thing, and I'm going to be positive for our podcast. Mm. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so Everton on the weekend. A few weeks ago, you'd have been thinking, got to be looking for an easy three points here, but. Only one loss in their last five, which came against Liverpool. A um, few clean sheets in there. They've beat Bournemouth 3-0. They've picked up a 1-0 win at West Ham, which is not bad going at all. And had a another good draw in there with someone, I think. They're Brighton, they drew with Brighton, didn't they? So some good results for Everton going on at the moment. I think they've so, got more points away from home than they have at home. So there's a, mm. there's a good good omen. Who's yes. the positive one now? <laughs> well, the, um, there's a theory that it's a it's already a draw and there's nothing you can do about it. Have you seen this theory knocking around? After no, three games, after God, three I games, say, I, I agree with it. <laughs> yeah. After three games, it was one win, one draw, one loss. After six games, it was two wins, two draws, two losses. And after nine games, it was three wins, three draws, three losses. So this will be 12 games, and it's currently four wins, three draws, four losses. So it's already written in the stars. It's a draw. I'll take it. Take it? I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll tell you what I would take. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. His goal at West Ham last week is just utterly ridiculous. Have you seen it? No. I fell asleep during match of the day several times. Yeah. Um, kept rewinding it to carry on just falling asleep 
<laughs> just keep saying seeing the one thing over and over and basically over. oh well let me let me paint a picture for you he's back to goal two defenders ball gets pinged into him takes one touch to control it holds off the two guys and then sends them both with like a sort of drop of the shoulder and knocks the ball the other way so knocking it out of his feet to make the room to shoot and then hits it first time across the goalie into the far mountain corner it's just magical and he, he just, you know, we saw it last season at their place, what he did to Gay, just put him mm. on his ass, which, you know, not many people are doing to it, doing that sort of thing to him. So, yeah. And he's injury prone. He but he, he ticks all the boxes for us. <laughs> Perfect Palace player. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry, he doesn't. He scores goals. Sorry. That's right. That's yeah, that, right. Was his, that was his 50th Premier League goal. He, yeah, can't have that at Palace. No, that's the asterisk. Ticks every <laughs> box but one. Mm. So, how are you feeling about the game, Haskiff, going in? Um, I was feeling all right until you told me that they're five unbeaten or whatever it is, or they've only lost no, one, one, no, one in five. But one you know, five. if you if you stretch back to six, they lost two, and one of the and that they did lose to Luton. So, true. What do you want? How far do you want to go back? Um, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see. And we sort of said this last week about where Ebbs and Elise are. So it was good, obviously, to see Ebbs come on. He was pretty quiet cameo even though technically he got an assist whether he meant it or not <laughs> um but whether he'll he'll start and Elisa will be on the bench whether they'll both be on the bench that sort of thing is quite interesting uh, and and as you say if the injured whether that you know makes Roy's decision for him um but we should be I mean I don't know I don't say we should be confident but you know these are the games that you'd like to think Roy can get the better of uh, of teams around us. Like we've said, you know, with Burnley, it's Roy doing what Roy does, um, grinding out that win. Uh, it's sort of not great going forward as we were. We we didn't really look in danger. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I probably think it will be a draw just because we'll sort of cancel each other out. Hopefully, Ebbs and or Elise playing gives us a bit of magic and changes it up, but yeah, I think uh, sort of tough, not particularly fun to watch game. I'll take a draw out of it if that's what comes up. Yeah, it's looking at, back at the record of Hodgson <laughs> first, he didn't beat, we didn't beat Everton with Hodgson, I don't think. No, I don't think we did. It was, we got the two wins at home under Vieira, didn't we? 3-1 in the league when Gallagher bent it in in the last yep. minute and then the 4-0 shit goal, fluke goal, another shit goal, <laughs> another lucky goal. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so Hodgson has, yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, before those, take those two wins out from Vieira, you have to go all the way back to 2014 for the second, wow. the back-to-back 3-2, the 3-2 wins at their places. It's grim reading there. One nil loss, one one, nil nil, one one, one nil loss, two two, three one loss, two nil loss, nil nil, nil nil, three one loss, two one loss. And then the last three, three two loss, three nil loss, and a nil nil. So bit of bit of not not as much as a bogey team as we talked a few weeks back as your Spurs and so on, but they've been been getting up there. 
Um, Albert, you settling for a point, or uh, Roy is going to be going for all three? <clears throat> I think we have to go for all three. You know, it's you say it's teams that Roy will like to think he can get points out of, even if he doesn't have a great track record against Everton, as you've just taken us through. Uh, but yeah, we're at home. They're good. They're good away. Um, they seem to be sort of improving. They looked fucking dire under Dyche towards the end of last season. Um, but they seem to have found something. And, you know, a Calvert-Lewin, when fit, can be the difference really, can't he? And he's he's not just a goal scorer. He sort of, he holds the ball up quite well and brings other people into play. So we'll have to sort of keep an eye on him. Um, but yeah, we should, listen, we should be going for the win. If Eze's fit enough to start, that's obviously something that we need to seriously consider, particularly if Takure's out. Um, if Elise is on the bench, that's, you know, that's only more good news. So yeah, I think we have to, you know, we have to go into it positive and, and looking to win, you know, F- Fulham and Forest, they were sort of somewhere between average and mediocre performances, but, you know, particularly for the Forest game, we had so many players out and a lot of those players are back. So just need to build on that sort of solid foundation. You know, we don't concede a lot of goals at home. Or certainly haven't recently, so yeah, I don't see why we can't try and impose ourselves on them and uh, and try and bag a couple of chances. Nil nil, nil nil. <laughs> yeah, it's like the old um, grandstand, Crystal Palace nil, Everton nil. Yeah, nailed on. No, nailed I don't on. think it's going to. So be is that nil. your prediction, Haskell? Yeah, nil nil. Yeah. What are you saying, Albert? Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 Palace. 2-1 Palace. Who's scoring for Palace, Albert, please? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Eze. And I think it's about time that Otten Edouard took his tally up to 5, 6. <laughs> Something that yeah that we we that outrageous prediction is starting to look outrageous. My, my outrageous prediction graph has gone up and down so much <laughs> this season. <laughs> mm, yeah, I I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll hope we nick it one nil. I could see a one nil either way, but hopefully it's us that nick it one nil. But I will take a out of the blue four nil Palace win. That'd be nice as well. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Flute goal, flute goal, flute goal, flute goal. Yeah, didn't Will Hughes score in that game? Well, Will Hughes to get one. Yeah, why not? He did. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay, so next week is a week off. We're not. We're not going to do a pod next week. Al- Albert's got something or the other. I think he's on holiday in Derby. Yeah, or something. going big night out in Derby. <laughs> he just Albert just goes in search of indie nights every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> big one in Derby um, but if you've not got anything on get down to Sellers to watch the women's against Southampton um, which interestingly in doing a little bit of research for that <laughs> I found out something that just blew me away Gareth Taylor yeah, the Gareth Taylor is the manager of Man City Women. <laughs> he is. And he's been accusing the Arsenal boss of bullying the fourth official in the last game, which is interesting. But yeah, Gareth Taylor. 
apologies to Carl who joins us on the pod joins us on the pod from time to time. He always says he needs an advance warning for any mentions of Gareth Taylor because he gives him <laughs> palpitations. <laughs> but yeah, that completely shocks me. But yeah, get down to Celeste. It's uh, season ticket older members. It's five quid for adults, uh, two quid for under 16s. Um, if you're not a member, it's 13 quid, I think. Um, and I think they've got the main stand and the White Horse open for that game as well. So. And they've been doing all right this season. So you scoring lots of goals might actually might see some goals at Celeste for once. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, as I say, week off for us. And then the week after, it will be back and uh, building up to Luton, isn't it? Yep. Um, how did your tickets go, Haskef? I managed to get one. Yeah. Gold, golden ticket, Willy Wonka type deal. Yeah, 10,400 parish points was the cutoff. Um it, yeah, we were debating whether it was going to be higher or a little bit lower than that. But yeah, like most of my gang have missed out. They're all in the sort of like high nine thousands, and we're shocked that they're not going to be able to get one. But obviously, Same, yeah. an allocation of around a thousand, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. and a new ground for a lot of people is a new ground for me. Um, yeah, me just. Lording it up with my fourteen and a half thousand points or whatever I've got, just like whatever, boys. I don't need to go to a game for five years, and I'm still getting (laughs) getting seat number one. Which just tells me that you know the parish point system is a mess, really. Because if I can just take five years off and still get tickets to any game I want, feels a bit weird. But yeah, but yeah, looking forward to that one. My favourite one is who was it on ten thousand four hundred eight points that you knew. Yeah, Matt Woodcock. <laughs> two pints gets him two, two pints, yeah. Mm. He won't regret those Carlsbergs in the fan zone anymore, will he? Al- Albert is vetoing the Luton game as a Watford fan. He's not interested in going because he thinks they're scum. Thoughts? <laughs> it's just, I'm, not, I'm not dignifying that with a response. He, for, for what it's worth, he's just held up a Troy Deeney shirt. <laughs> he's just he's just put on his Harry the Hornet outfit. And, nice, and, and, and he's and he's muted, so he's got so he's got no reply. No reply. Mm. But yeah, l- looking forward to that one, and uh, hopefully it will be. Our third win in a row by that point after we knock over Everton this weekend. So enjoy your week off from Heskiff's nasal tones and Albert basically sitting there in silence and refusing to respond to anything. (laughs) I think his mic has actually blown. (laughs) He can't actually talk. He's trying. But um, he's, he's, he's going full John Texter on us on the screen. But yeah. So enjoy your week off. Thank you for listening. Um, I'll say it again this week. If you if you like the theme song, it's Wired by Breaking Saints Music. Um, I think it was missing off last week's show but, um, with some technical difficulties. But yeah, we're taking a week off. Back in time for the Luton game. And until then, up the palace.